98K News. It's one o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, Ted Hoy becomes the eighth pan-democratic politician arrested over a chaotic LegCo House Committee meeting on May the 8th. As Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says lawmakers can be prosecuted for their behaviour in the Legislative Council. And Cathay Pacific's Pilots Union says it'll be meeting with the company's management this week to discuss the signing of new lower-paying contracts. Democratic Party legislator Ted Hoy says he's also been arrested over the mayhem at a LegCo House Committee meeting in May. Seven pro-democracy politicians were arrested yesterday on the same charges. Mr Hoy was detained on suspicion of violating LegCo's powers and privileges ordinance when he reported to Western Police Station this morning over another case. The meeting on May the 8th saw scuffles break out as the rival political camps fought for control of the agenda-setting committee. Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong has rejected suggestions that lawmakers can't be prosecuted over their actions in the legislature after the arrest of eight pro-democracy politicians over the chaotic meeting in May. Mr Tong says the Court of Appeal ruled in a previous case that the Powers and Privileges Ordinance exempts speeches made by lawmakers but not their actions. He said Lesco wasn't an independent kingdom and the police could deal with matters that it couldn't handle. No action was taken against pro-government lawmakers who also left their seats that day, but Mr Tong said preventing others from obstructing a meeting wasn't a crime. As a matter of common law principles, you must also prove an intent to offend the provision in question. If there are legislators who, on that particular occasion, also rushed out to try to prevent other legislators interrupting the proceedings of LegCo, you cannot also prosecute those who were there trying to prevent the commission of an offence. But senior counsel and chair of the Civic Party, Alan Leung, said the enforcement action was clearly biased and the arrests politically motivated. He said the government was hoping to instill fear in pan-democrat lawmakers. This is a political tool used to make Democrats behave. How can you use a legislation made by the Legislative Council for its own protection to now cause harm to the legislators? This protective shield, once that is removed, anything goes. Eight activists from the Labour Party and the League of Social Democrats have pleaded not guilty to breaching the ban limiting gatherings to groups of four at a protest on Labour Day. The court heard that the defendants, Kwok King Wing Kin, Lee Chuk Yan, Avery Ng, Leung Kwok Hung, Raphael Wong and others, had violated the ban outside Admiralty Centre the, on the morning of May the 1st. Several defendants accused the government of using the gathering ban to suppress people's freedom of expression when they entered pleas. The prosecution said it would present video footage of the event and a police officer who is at the scene will serve as a witness. The court has adjourned the case to January the 13th to the 15th for trial. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, has warned that social distancing rules could be tightened if people flout the measures or the coronavirus situation worsens. She told an RTHK programme that there were still infections from unknown sources in Hong Kong and a lot of people had gathered together over the past Halloween weekend. She said people had been fined for breaking social distancing rules. And infectious disease expert Ho Pak Leung says he expected more coronavirus infections to re-emerge as people had become less vigilant. He said several preliminary positive cases reported yesterday were linked to social gatherings during a long weekend last month, while many people also gathered on Halloween. He said the public should be aware that their daily activities are closely linked to the overall coronavirus situation in Hong Kong.
The chairman of the Lan Kwai Fong Group says the entertainment district in Central experienced its best ever Halloween weekend. It was the first weekend since social distancing measures were eased, so bars could stay open until 2am and seat up to four people per table. Alan Zeman estimates up to 80,000 people turned up on Saturday night, with business at some bars up 20% on previous years. It certainly was probably one of the best Halloweens uh, I've ever experienced. Uh, people in general were out, like uh, quite from the area, probably around 75, 80,000 people showed up for the short period of time, and everyone was dressed up in different costumes. Businesses, bars in general, restaurants did very well. Many good. 80-90% of what they normally can do because the fact that they can only stay open till 2 a.m. curtails some of their income. Cathay Pacific's Pilots Union says it'll meet management this week to discuss new lower-paid contracts, but it's keeping all legal options open. Thousands of jobs at Hong Kong's flag carrier were slashed earlier this month as part of a major restructuring to help the company survive the coronavirus pandemic. The remaining flight crew and pilots have been asked to sign new contracts by Wednesday or they will also be fired. The Aircrew Officers Association's General Secretary Chris Beebe told RTHK he hoped management would agree to extend the deadline. Well, there are people flying still. Cathay is operating. There are pilots and flight attendants who are out there uh, operating away from Hong Kong for several days, not having the ability to have a uh, discussion with their families and making this decision. So that's uh, it's unreal unrealistic. Uh, timeline that we've been dealing with, but uh, certainly to extend the deadline would uh, allow for that, and that's a reasonable way to do things. Mr. Beebe also criticised the contracts for being permanent, saying Cathay would recover from the crisis, but there was no chance for employees to share in that recovery. The Financial Secretary Paul Chan says even if the COVID-19 pandemic has devastated everything it has touched, it has led to a wider acceptance of digital finance in Hong Kong. Giving an online speech, Mr Chan said that as of August, eight virtual banks and four virtual insurers, as well as a virtual asset trading company, had been authorised or given an in-principle green light to operate in the city. He said the average daily turnover of the Digital Faster Payment System, or FPS, has grown seven times since it was launched more than two years ago. Mr Chan said the government is planning to adopt the system. The government has also embraced the FPS for payment of fees and charges. Several government departments hope to accept FPS payments at counters and self-help kiosks before year's end. Online payment via the FPS is also being explored and the Hong Kong Monetary Authority will continue to work with the government and relevant industries to enhance the system. Donald Trump and Joe Biden have been appealing to voters in crucial battleground states as the US presidential campaign enters its closing stage. President Trump has kept up a frantic pace with whistle-stop rallies and events in five states. In North Carolina, he promised the greatest American comeback in history after the coronavirus pandemic and said his rival was for lockdowns, layoffs and misery. Biden wants a cruel and very heartless nationwide shutdown. People aren't going to take it anymore. Look at the uh, look at what happened in Europe and the people are revolting. They, they don't want to do it anymore. They can't do it anymore. We can't have the cure be worse than the problem itself. Joe Biden has been in Pennsylvania where he urged African-American voters to end the presidency that he said had fanned the flam- flames of hate. In two days, 
we can put an end to a president who says failed to protect this nation. In two days, we can put an end to a presidency that fanned the flames of hate, poured gasoline on every opportunity he had all across this nation. More than 90 million people have already cast their ballots in early voting, putting the U.S. on track for its highest turnout in a century. The head of the Philippine Red Cross says about 9 out of 10 buildings in the town of Virac on the island of Catanduanes were damaged by Typhoon Goni yesterday. Richard Gordon said he was flying to Virac to assess the damage brought by the storm as it made landfall there, with winds of over 200 kilometres an hour. The BBC's Howard Johnson reports from Manila. Virac, which has an estimated population of 70,000 people, was the first urban area to be hit by Goni. All communications to the town have been down since Sunday. According to Mr Gordon, it's like 70% of Haiyan's damage, a reference to the super typhoon that devastated the Philippine city of Tacloban in 2013, claiming more than 6,000 lives. The Philippine Red Cross are flying to Catanduanes today to further assess the damage. Workers at municipal funeral homes in Spain are staging a 24-hour strike to demand more staff as the number of coronavirus deaths keeps on rising. The walkout coincides with All Saints Day when families traditional go to visit graves. Dozens of workers gathered outside the gates of one of Madrid's main cemeteries. One of those taking part said funeral homes had been left to fend for themselves. It's been horrifying. There's been a total lack of protection and it's been very hard work. We've had very long days. Our work has not been recognised. The work of all the public services has been recognised except the funeral homes. Hundreds of former members of the Colombian rebel group, the FARC, have rallied in the capital, Bogotá, to call for more protection from the government. More than 230 former rebels have been killed since they laid down their arms in an an historic peace deal four years ago. This report from the BBC's Candice Piet. The marchers who have camped out in a local square are urging President Ivan Duque to honour the terms of the peace accord, which promised to protect demobilised rebels and help them integrate into society. Most are young men and women who have spent years living in isolated jungle regions of Colombia. They were initially expected to live in government demobilisation camps, but it soon became apparent they were sitting ducks. Rival armed groups like the ELN, right-wing paramilitaries and dissident members of the FARC themselves began to pick them up. Off. The deaths have accelerated, with 50 occurring this year. To finance news, the Hong Kong Exchange Fund's investment return for the third quarter has doubled compared to the same period last year at $52.8 billion. The Monetary Authority told LegCo that income mainly came from equities in other regions and foreign exchange, but was dragged down by losses from local stocks. The fund, which is used to defend Hong Kong's currency, returned $62 billion for the first nine months of the year, almost 70% less than last year's figure for the same period. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,321. That's 218 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $60 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 104.71 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 1 cent. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jung. The Hong Kong swimmer Siobhan Hawhey has enjoyed another record-breaking day at the International Swimming League in Budapest, competing for the French team Energy Standard in Round 6 of the ISL. 
Ha Hee led off the women's 4x100-meter freestyle relay with a time of 51.14 seconds. That's 24 tenths of a second faster than her own Asian and Hong Kong records set in round one of the ISL last month. The result lifted her three places up into sixth fastest of all time in the women's 100 freestyle. She also helped her team win the relay. Now to football in the English Premier League, where Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang scored a second-half penalty to give Arsenal a 1-0 win over Manchester United. It was Arsenal's first win at a Big Six Premier League rival in almost six years, and their first at Old Trafford since 2006. Here's the winning manager, Mikel Arteta. Obviously, we know our history here in the last uh, 14 years that uh, we haven't been able to win. And uh, I just tried to create a mindset and an energy around the team that they could really believe that if we were who we've been today, that we can beat any opponent. And uh, I'm really happy with the result, but I'm extremely proud about the, the game that they played, the courage that they show, and, um, and the game that we played today against a really difficult opponent. Tottenham were up to second after a 2-1 win at Brighton. Gareth Bale got the winner with his first goal since returning to Spurs. I've always said I'm a team player. If I come on and, and just help the team defend and, and we win 2-1, I've been just as happy. So uh, the most important thing is the collectiveness of the team. We work together, we work hard, we get the win together and uh, yeah, we'll enjoy this evening. Newcastle denied Everton the chance to go top of the table by beating them 2-1 at St. James's Park. Callum Wilson scored both Newcastle goals. Here's their manager, Steve Bruce. We got that balance right, tactically right, where we're defensively we're good and we're solid and we're shape and organisation, but we also carried a threat. I thought my team today deserved to win and I was delighted with that performance. Southampton survived a late rally to beat Aston Villa 4-3. The Saints had a 4-0 lead after 60 minutes at Villa Park. In Italy, Cristiano Ronaldo marked his recovery from COVID-19 by scoring twice on his return to help Juventus beat Spezia 4-1 in the Serie A. Juve struggled to break down the newly promoted side until Ronaldo came off the bench 10 minutes into the second half. He scored to put his team 2-1 up and also converted a penalty. Juve moved to third in the table, three points behind the early leaders AC Milan, who were 2-1 winners at Udinese. Sassuolo stayed second with a 2-0 win at Napoli. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Ted Hoy becomes the eighth pan-democratic politician arrested over a chaotic LegCo House Committee meeting on May the 8th. As Executive Councillor Ronnie Tong says lawmakers can be prosecuted for their behaviour in the Legislative Council. And that's the news from RTHK. When I look at you in your eyes, I 
And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday afternoon. Monday, the second of November, is today's date, and we sure have a jam-packed program for you. In a couple of days' time, 
the Hong Kong International Literary Festival is uh, being launched. It's uh, running through from the 5th all the way through to the 15th of November. And uh, as the proud broadcast partner, we'll be featuring many of the international and local authors. And so on today's show, that's next.